All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel. Today, we're going a little bit deep and we are going to be talking about my experiences on antidepressants, SSRIs, particularly one called sertraline, which is what I was on. This was a couple of years ago. This was at the beginning of 2022. So yeah, literally two years ago, almost to the day. And I was on these drugs for four months. Okay, I'm giving you some context up front so you understand the full situation. Um, please, obviously, if you are someone who's maybe on the fence about this stuff, seek medical, professional medical help and advice before you start or stop taking these drugs. And that's important to say, disclaimer, caveat. Uh, I'm obviously just going to give you my personal experiences, um, how, how I found it, what happened, all this sort of stuff. It's not to say that everybody has the same experiences. And it's actually very important to say that for every story like mine, there is a equally compelling story on the other side of the fence. Uh, spoiler alert, they did not work. <laughs> um, for me, for me, that's important to say. Uh, but anyway, okay, cool. So I need to give you a little bit of a backstory first, just to understand where we're up to with this. Is I'm try, I will try my best to keep it short and sweet, but I, it, the context is really important when we're having conversations like this. Um, I'll. This is quite an uncomfortable topic for me to discuss, not because I haven't spoken relatively openly about it before. I think a lot of my friends know this. It's not going to come as a surprise. It, I'm, I'm more just conscious that it's a very triggering topic, and I want to try my absolute best to get my language right. Um, so if I, if I'm a bit all over the place, that's why. Okay. So backstory, I, uh, was suicidal in on December the 17th, 2017, lowest point of my life. Um, I obviously I'm still here. Yay. <laughs> and that's very publicly known. I've kind of talked about that for years. It's one of the main driving reasons that I do what I do professionally now um, anyway, this had been uh, the build-up of five, a period of five years of anxiety, undiagnosed anxiety. Uh, it got to the point, and well, I didn't know it at the time, but depression as well. I uh, it got to the point where I was using alcohol as like medicine to basically get me through it. Not in an alcoholic way. I was still not drinking in the weeks, but the weekends it was like, thank God, just absolute smash it, binge it, doing everything that you shouldn't do. I knew nothing really about nutrition, fitness. My mindset was terrible. Um, just a typical fucking London 20s fuckboy, to be honest. <laughs> just trying to summarise it as quickly as possible. Um, and it was rough. It was really rough. And the, the roughest part about it was is that this is... You have to remember, 2017, and even before that, 2014, 15, 16, no one, particularly men, no one spoke about mental health. Like, it's actually astounding, and in a very good way, how far we've come in the conversation about mental health in such a short time in human history. So I just felt like I was the only person suffering from this. And fuck me, I mean, that was the hardest part. I thought I was broken. I thought I was like a complete fucking weirdo. I mean, I probably was, but <laughs> I still am, but you know what I mean. And um, that was the hardest part, not really knowing what was going on, but also not wanting to tell anybody. It was like this, you're just stuck, basically. Anyway, had this experience December the 17th, 2017, and obviously, thank God, I'm still here. And I was like, something has to fucking change. And I was like, I need like professional help. So I uh, went to a well, I, I sort of just put some inquiries in. I was like, I don't know how the hell any of this works. Luckily, at the time, I had private medical insurance through the job that I had. So uh, I think I spoke to the insurance company. They recommended me to a psychiatrist. 
I did the full lie on the couch, speak to a psychiatrist. Can't remember exactly what I said to him because I was in a bad way and it was like seven years ago uh, or six years ago. And he then referred me to a psychotherapist who specialized in CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. In my first session with her, it was talking therapy. She diagnosed me with generalized anxiety disorder, clinical depression, and obsessive compulsive disorder. I was like, woo. But you know, secretly, I'll be honest, I was actually really relieved because I was like, oh, okay, so there's like a name for this. Okay, that's good to know, okay? Anyway, at the time I was offered antidepressants and I said no, because I was like, I want to, I'm so, thank God I said no at the time because I was in a bad way and it would have been very easy to say yes. I had already mentally decided and taken physical action that I wanted to change something. And I had started going to the gym more and more purposefully. And I'd started, uh, albeit in a very bad way, uh, dieting. And I'm, I'm using air quotes for those of you who are listening because I was doing it in a completely fucking stupid way. I literally eliminated carbohydrates from my diet. I started tracking my calories, which was a good behavior. And I encourage people to do that, particularly if you've never done it but I was dieting down to 1800 calories, which for me was way, way below my uh, maintenance level, particularly because I went from training maybe three times a week in the gym, maybe, to uh, about 10 times. I was doing five, uh, probably, probably about nine times actually. I was doing about five weightlifting sessions, like gym sessions, and then I was doing four Barry's Bootcamp hit classes. And if you've ever done a Barry's, they're no fucking joke. <laughs> so I was all in on the fitness side and the nutrition side. And shock horror, literally by the time I'd even started seeing the therapist, I was starting to feel a little bit better to the point, And I'm so glad I didn't where I was almost like, oh, I don't need therapy anymore. I'm fine. I definitely did need the therapy. And I'm like I say, I'm so glad I did still do it and didn't cancel it or anything like that. But thankfully, I had started that before the therapy. And as a result, I was like, you know what? I am starting to feel a little bit better just doing this. So let me try this. Let me see if this works. And then if this doesn't work, then we can talk about the, the drugs, the antidepressants. Like I say, thank God I did it in that order because who knows where my life would be if, 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 if I'd even be here if, uh, if, if I'd gone down the road of antidepressants then. So... Okay, fast forward six months, I started to feel a shit ton better. I had lost 22 kilos. I'd actually gone past the point of healthy though. I'd gotten malnourished. I dropped to like, I think my lowest, I was 75 kilograms. I'm six foot four. 75 kilograms on a six foot four guy is no good. Uh, it's quite funny because my passport was due for uh, renewal at the time. Um, <laughs> you know what it's like, passports, you're stuck with the photo for 10 years. So my passport photo for the next seven fucking years is me looking insanely malnourished, like my cheeks are really sunken. I look like a bloody serial killer. I mean, to be fair, most people do on their passport photo. It's pretty depressing, right? It's like you at your absolute rawest, but I didn't look good. I didn't look healthy. You wouldn't look at me and think, oh, that guy's in great shape. You'd look at me and think, fucking hell, that guy, what, that guy needs some food. And I did. I needed to calm down on the training and I needed to eat more. Anyway, thank God I had gained so much passion for this. And because I'd lost so much weight in such a short time and people had seen changes in my lifestyle and my mindset and my attitude to things and, you know, the anxiety had obviously calmed down. I'd stopped drinking. I, I went teetotal for nine months. Um, 
people started asking me, how are you doing it? What's the secret? All the usual stuff. And I was an amateur at this point. So I had no, it's very, people think like, oh, I know this thing. So I'm going to coach this person. Coaching is a very difficult skill. Like it's very hard because you have to get in their mind before you say what you say. That's what good coaches do because you have to frame it in a way that the client, the person you're speaking to is not only going to understand it, but is going to positively resonate with it. So, so I'll give you a great example, right? Some people respond very well to being told that they're a fat piece of shit. <laughs> Other people don't, okay? You have to gauge that as a coach, how you're going to approach this and how sort of um, abrupt, how direct, how honest you're going to be and when you let that information sink in. You have to gauge that and you don't always get it right. But I had never coached anybody in my life. I'd never shown anybody how to do a squat or anything like that. It's very easy when you're doing it and you're used to doing it. Try and stand next to someone who's never done it and talk them through it or explain nutrition. Or And bear in mind, I was doing nutrition very fucking badly. So... Anyway, I, I sort of gave advice, but always with caveats of like, look, I'm, I'm not a pro here. But I was like, you know what, though? Maybe I should be a fucking pro. So I retrained, changed careers, became a personal trainer, certified nutritionist, learned so much stuff. I mean, you learn much more through the actual application of training and coaching clients, whether that's on nutrition or on, on fitness. People think oh, I've done the qualification. I know everything. Personal training qualification is an absolute joke. You can do it in six weeks. I think I've talked about this before. Anybody can do it. It's a piece of piss. Uh, the nutrition one is much more, the one I did was much more serious. It was very good. It was very well conducted. It was over a year. It was fucking hard. We had to do six exams at the end. Uh, so it was tough. It was really tough. But I'm glad I did it. It was a great course. Uh, shout out to Martin McDonald and to MNU. I recommend you check them out if you're interested in nutrition. Fantastic guys. Fantastic qualification. Fantastic organization. The way they teach everything. So now we're caught up. We are, you know, we are personal training, we are nutritioning, we're coaching, we're living the dream. Well, not really, but yeah, we're doing all this. Anyway, fast forward to the end of 2021 and there was a certain virus going around the world in that two year period. And I had coped pretty damn well with it. Um, but something must have happened to me in December 2021 and I kind of just hit a brick wall. And again, it was, I was living a very unhealthy lifestyle, drinking too much, uh, had a pretty toxic relationship at the time. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I'd stopped training as much. My nutrition had gone to shit. And I got this virus particularly badly um, over that period. I couldn't train, had to isolate, all this, all that shit. We all remember it, right? Um, what a waste of time that was, oh man, fucking hell. Anyway, so going into January 2022, I was really depressed again. I was really, I was really in a dark place. So I reached back out to my therapist and again, same woman. And she said to me, do you want to try antidepressants? And I was like, you know what? Yes, let's actually give it a go. But I was like, if I'm going to do this, I always talk about combining good habits and letting them compound, being patient enough to see the result. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go teetotal again. I'm going to train properly again. I'm going to eat properly again. I'm going to going to do everything. I'm going to tick every fucking box, basically. I'm not going to leave one excuse on the table to, to see where we get to with it sort of thing. So I did. I went teetotal again. I committed myself to four months. I was like, I am not going to do any of this. For, I think it was 100 days, actually. It wasn't four months. It was just shy of four months. So I'm going to do 100 days of taking the drugs, doing the training, doing the nutrition, uh, not drinking, 
ticking all the fucking boxes, basically. And I obviously, by this point, knew how to do nutrition very well. I knew how to train properly. So I was, I was even, you could argue, in a better place, right, than I was the first time around. Anyway, sorry, I'm just checking my notes because I want to make sure I, I get all this right. So yeah, that was kind of my relapse. And um, so I started taking these drugs. I was, I was given a drug called sertraline. I, I believe, and please fact check me on this, that there are seven or eight basically different brands of antidepressants that are prescribed in the NH, on the NHS. Um, I was given the lowest dose, so I, I want to say it was 25 milligrams, it might have been 50 milligrams. It's whatever the lowest dose is given of sertraline. And if you've never seen it, it is the tiniest little pill you will ever see in your life. It's fucking tiny. The one thing I do want to caveat here is, and I, I don't know if this is because they could p pull up all of my medical records, but when I was prescribed these drugs, I never saw a doctor. So my doctor's surgery at the time, it was still that virus. You couldn't like see a doctor. It was fucking lunacy. Anyway, so my GP had this thing where you submitted a form online telling them what was wrong, basically. And then they decided what to do. They sent me a text message saying, you can go to your pharmacy and pick up these drugs. We've sent a prescription to this place. This is your closest pharmacy. We've, which, which was so weird because for me it was in a Sainsbury's. I picked up my, maybe that's the title of this video. I picked up my antidepressants in Sainsbury's. I don't know. Wandsworth Road, shout out. <laughs> so weird. But yeah, I got a text message. Just go and pick up these pills. Don't worry about it. I was like, that's, I remember thinking like, that's pretty wild. Like I'm a pretty introspective guy. If someone isn't and they're in a very bad dark place, like that's pretty bad, right? That's not great duty of care. So anyway, went and picked up the pills, started taking them, and um, the first the, the first couple of days, nothing really happened. And then it was almost like, oh, you think you're suffering? We'll show you what suffering looks like. It was the worst four months of my life. I cannot explain to you how badly I reacted to these drugs. And like I say, this is my story. This is my experience. There are people who I know personally, who I've coached actually, who have taken these exact same drugs and they have worked for them. So I'm not saying they don't work. I'm just saying that <laughs> fucking hell, definitely didn't work for me. Um, it was like my brain was like, yeah, you, you think you're in a bad way? We'll show you what fucking bad feels like. And then I was almost like, and, and but I was like, I've committed to the 100 days and I spoke to a few people, I started researching and it was like, no, the first 30 days, it needs to get into your bloodstream. And, and this is all true. This is what happens. So I was like, okay, right. I need to, you know, just sort of bit grin and bear, what's the word? Bear and grin, grin and bear this? Grin and bear, grin and bear it? I think that's it. I don't know why it's not working in my head. But anyway, so... Yeah, did that. And and honestly, the side effects kicked in very, almost instantly. Um, the worst was the insomnia. So there's two types of insomnia. There's insomnia where you can't get to sleep. And then there's insomnia, which this is the second bit, but I didn't know about this, where you go to sleep and then you wake up. And I, that's what I started suffering from. I'd never had this in my life. So I'd go to sleep, normal time, 10 o'clock, whatever. And at 1 a.m. or maybe, maybe if I was lucky at 2 a.m., I'd wake up again. And... My brain was like, yep, you're done. You're done with sleep. You don't need to sleep anymore. 
And obviously I, I fucking did. I'd slept like three, maybe four hours if I was lucky. So I was in this perpetual state of exhaustion. I would literally have breakdowns, just random crying fits in the day, but just for no other reason than my hormones were so fucking out of whack. Um, yeah, it was horrible. Um, there were nights where I would wake up screaming, like physically, ah, actually screaming. Um, it was it was really dark, man. And obviously then the, the effects of the insomnia started to take hold. And, uh, you know, well, everything that happens when you get, you know, terrible sleep, right? But you imagine, you think having two or three bad night sleeps is bad. Try having like 50 in a row. <laughs> it ain't good. It really ain't. Um, again, I look back on that time and I'm like, how the hell am I still here? Anyway, um, then other side effects started to come in. I felt very emotionally numb. Almost uh, like I lost empathy. I, I, almost like autistic. Um, I just stopped caring about everything, anything. Didn't care. It was just get through that day, get through that. I, I just didn't want to do anything. But I had to do things. You have to earn money, you have to eat, you have to do all these things. Um, and then sexually, no sex drive, zero. I had a, a girlfriend at the time. No sex drive, couldn't finish. Uh, I didn't have any issues with like erectile dysfunction, but then I just, it was like, sounds really fucking bad. I just got bored of sex. I'd be like, you'd be doing it. And then I just was like, bored. It was weird, mate, honestly. It's weird. And it's funny since I've, I, yeah, anyway, so I stopped taking them. I, I did a hundred days and I was like, fuck this. <laughs> And I'll never forget it. About three, I want to say it was three days later. It might have been five or seven days later. Doesn't matter. I felt like I was 16 again. I must have had about seven tugs in one day. <laughs> I, I literally had never felt so horny in my life. Combined with the fact that it was summer and it was... It was that summer. Do you remember the summer of 2022? And it was like 40 degrees. Fuck me. I was like a dog on heat. I was like a 16 year old again. It was insane. And I literally was like, oh, wow. These, these were fucking me up. And, oh man. And that, I, and then I, I, I suppose you could say they did work because then I just was so grateful for how good I felt again, realistically, I probably was just back to baseline, but for about four or five months, I was on cloud fucking nine, mate. Just felt like I could do anything. And all it was was my testosterone was just rebalancing back to normal levels. Um, anyway, <laughs> so that's that was 18 months ago, basically. Fast forward to today, and honestly, I'm the healthiest, happiest, mentally and physically I've ever been. Um, it's an experience I went through. Like I say, if you're in a really fucking bad place, then seek medical advice, seek medical help. Maybe they will work for you. For me, it was the worst four months of my life. But it gave me perspective. 
because it gave me perspective that going into it, I thought I was at rock bottom and then I realized I wasn't. And then coming out of it, it made me just so fucking grateful. So I don't regret it. I, I, I regret very few things in my life. It was, it was a season of my life. I went through it. I got through it. It's made me better. It's made me stronger. It's made me more grateful. But if you are on them now and you're experiencing, if, if anything I've said sounds familiar, then I'm not saying to stop taking them, but I am saying to go and speak to your doctor and be like, what the fuck, basically? And you've got to be pretty firm with these guys because, you know, and, and this isn't a, a slight on doctors. Doctors in the UK, GPs, they have a hard gig, man. You know, they have so many people to see. They're exhausted. They're burnt out. They deal with so much trauma. You know, I, I do feel for them. I've got a lot of my family are in the medical profession. I hear a lot. I've worked with a lot of clients in that space. But I, I will say this, and I will finish on this. My advice, personally, based on everything I know, based on all the... I've worked with over 100 guys. My recommendation would be to try everything naturally before you reach for the medicine. Because these drugs can also be very addictive. People can be, end up relying on them. It's a huge problem, more so in the US, but it's definitely coming to the UK. It's definitely coming. And, and like I say, they do help some people. Maybe a lot of people, I don't know. But I honestly think that we could resolve a lot of this with physical lifestyle interventions. Better nutrition, better sleep, better movement. Do those three things consistently for 90 days. Give it three months. And if you don't feel like you're getting better, I'm not saying you're going to be fixed. I'm not saying you're going to be cured. But if you don't feel like your life is going in a better direction, fair fucking play. Go speak to your doctor. Absolutely. My driver for doing everything that I do every single day is deep-rooted in how I felt in 2017. Ah, oh, fucking hell. Ah, sorry. And it really bothers me to know that there's guys out there right now who feel like I felt. So, uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, sorry. So, yeah. All right, I'll wrap it up because I'm just crying like a little bitch. <laughs> See you soon, guys.